0: Welcome to Thought for the Day. I'm Pastor Priscilla Leong from Trinity Christian Center. I'm very glad you can join me. May the joy and abundant blessings of God be upon you and your household. The focus for today's broadcast is called Big Lessons from the Little People. Just sit back and relax while we worship God with song. I'm in a song.
1: I'm counting on, I'm counting on God I'm counting on, I'm counting
0: on God Welcome back. Have you heard this saying, children should be seen and not heard? Perhaps we feel they don't have much to contribute to society or they are more of a nuisance than anything else. So it's better that they behave and not get in the adult's way. Well, the disciples believed that and wanted to get rid of children. Mark 10 records for us that people were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, Let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And people realized that Jesus was blessing the children, and they appreciated that. However, the disciples thought they were interrupting his schedule, and so rebuked them. However, they were rebuked instead. And Jesus said the children are not to be hindered from coming to him because he valued them. They are never small in his eyes. Consider that this is the way that perhaps some people in the Bible viewed children. Then the popular Bible story of the small boy with the five loaves and two fishes is an even greater miracle. But let's take a look at the Bible and learn another powerful big lesson. The amazing thing is, is that what this little boy did is that it's recorded in all four Gospels. And therefore, it is even worthy of our attention. Here's the backdrop of the story. Jesus had gone to a solitary place to grieve quietly for the death of John the Baptist. However, the crowds, having heard that, followed him on foot. The Bible says, As evening approached, The crowds still stayed with Jesus. And so the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away, so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. And Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have only five loaves and two fishes. Well, they answered, Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. And the number of those who ate was about five thousand men, besides women and children. First, well, there are three powerful lessons we can learn from the little boy. Firstly, in the remote place, we can be that channel of miracle for God. Secondly, no gift is too small in God's eyes. Thirdly, God is the one to be glorified. Let's hear more about our first point, that in the remote place, we can be that channel of miracle for God. Where the story goes, it was near evening and the people would have been hungry by then. But the disciples' way of solving the problem was to send 5,000 people away. Because 5,000 people represents 5,000 problems. And when Jesus asked Philip for a solution to the problem, Philip said, it would take more than half a year's wages, you know, Master, to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. He was thinking of natural resources. And it was Andrew who offered the information to the boy who had five loaves and two fishes. But he wondered how far it would go. And friends, many times we are like Philip and Andrew, isn't it? When we face difficult situations, the first thing we think of is, what can we do? What can my natural resources do? And there is nothing wrong in being resourceful or to use the common sense God has given to us. But when we do not lean on God as our first resort, then it points to where our dependence is. And Jesus could have commanded food to appear out of thin air, but he chose to work through imperfect vessels like you and me. that's why he purposely asked Philip the question of what should be done for the people. And John 6 says he asked this only to test him, but he already had in mind what he was going to do. And third, a child became the source of a great miracle for the 5,000. It's ironical that the one whom the disciples had earlier rebuked now became the channel through which God worked through. And friends, do you feel that you're not worthy for God to be used? Do you feel that you're nobody? That if God would use anyone, it wouldn't be you? It would be better that God would choose someone more charismatic, someone more talented, someone more eloquent, where the Bible says it's not wise to compare ourselves with others. And I believe it is true and true wisdom from heaven above. Friends, lucky it or not, there is always someone who's better than us where talents are concerned, but there is always someone not as skilled as we are. So what is really the point of comparing? It either feeds our pride or it feeds our inferiority. But if we begin to see and acknowledge that God doesn't make inferior stuff, then we can release ourselves to be used by God as He wishes. So long as we avail ourselves to God, friends, in whatever place you're in, even in the remotest, loneliest, darkest place on earth, God can use you. What if some of us feel that we have nothing to offer? Well, this leads to my second point, which is this no gift is too small in God's eyes. The disciples had underestimated the only food that was available in that place. And here is an important truth that we often miss. In man's eyes, it may be small, but in God's eyes, it carries potential. God sees worth where there is seemingly no worth. God sees value where there is seemingly no value. Perhaps you have been sidetracked underestimated left on the shelf forgotten dismissed talked down to but you know what friends be encouraged today that God sees significance and worth in you so never underestimate your gift to him so long as it's your best it's from your heart it is of the it is of great pleasure to God how well what can we do Here are some ways. You can speak God's encouragement to someone in need. You can pray for God to intervene in a situation. You can write a card of blessing for someone. Or look for opportunities to serve in church, seek to bless, and seek to give more than receive. Because when we do that, God brings the miracle of multiplication and He works it through you and me. Imagine if a little boy had not offered his food. Imagine if he had said, no, my food is too small and I need it for myself. It's not enough. 5,000 would have been deprived. The four Gospels would not have recorded this miracle, or God would have worked the miracle through someone else. But it leads to my last point. God is the one to be glorified. Even though this miracle is recorded in four Gospels, yet the boy's name is never mentioned. I wonder why. Perhaps it's to draw attention to the miracle maker and for us to give glory to God. And sometimes, sometimes, some of us swing to the other end of the scale and pride ourselves into thinking the church cannot make it without me. The church is glad to have someone as gifted as me. And maybe these are not the thoughts that ring in our head, but our thoughts are deceitful. And we think that we sing better than anyone else or we can do the job better than someone else. And friends, don't let pride get into your head. Just let the Holy Spirit search your heart today and let's kneel our hearts before God and ask Him to forgive us of pride and let our lives, our ministries, our works point to Jesus. In closing, let let me summarize our three powerful thoughts from this little boy. Firstly, in the remote place We can be that channel of miracle for God Secondly, no gift is too small in God's eyes And thirdly, God is the one to be glorified Let us pause and listen to this song And I'm sure it will minister to you When we come back I'll pray for you Let us pray. Lord Jesus, I pray for my friends who are listening right now. I thank you for the impact that this little boy made on our lives. I pray for my friends who are facing a hard time. May you encourage us with your word and your love. May those who feel that they are in an obscure place, remind them of your continual presence. Give courage and wisdom to those who need to speak their Kairos word. May you open doors for us to work through our difficulties and to walk through to impact someone else. Thank you, Lord. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. That's the end of our sharing today. Do doing tomorrow. Goodbye.
1: We hope you've been blessed by today's message. Thought for the Day is brought to you by Trinity Christian Centre Singapore. This program comes on every weekday at 7.40 in the morning and again at 10.30 in the evening. If you've been blessed by our program, we'd love to hear from you. Do call us at 6468 4444 or email us at admin at trinity.sg. For more information on our services, events, and seminars, do visit our website at www.trinity.sg. On behalf of Trinity Christian Center, may God's presence, peace, and power be real to you today and every day. God bless.